Hey guys, I'm back and this is part one of Ready to Love, the reunion uh, part one. So listen, this, you know, some things that I have found out um, just looking at interviews prior to the part one of the reunion airing, we are privy to the fact that the cast has not, when, when they filmed the reunion, the cast hasn't had a chance to see everything that has aired. So when they show clips to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to, to prove a point or whatever, it is the first time that the cast are getting that footage. So they, they, so they're getting like, so they're, they're doing that to get a raw reaction. Like they want to get their honest reaction versus let me send you the, um, some film, you know, for the rest of the season so you can have an idea and you can maybe formulate an answer. And, you know, it's like they don't give them that opportunity. So they're brought in blindly. You know, they only, you know, was aware of what was seen or what they saw up until the point of the reunion. So I have to say that because there's some things that come out, <laughs> some conversations are being had, um, such as Naeem and his terrible argument but before we get to Naeem let's start we start off with uh you know they they have a breakout room and then they have the main room all right the usual fashion is you know they'll start with talking to the people who were eliminated first and then they'll go and they'll move on to the couples or whoever was left standing toward you know at the end they didn't do that this time they started off talking about Sean you know they they Sean was uh brought in in the middle of the season him and sydney both and uh you know sean you know they asked sean about his experience and he was he didn't like it of course um he they showed him talking with aisha but you know aisha didn't want to have any more well you know you know the issue with not having children and you know they showed him with sabrina and it seemed like they had a really good connection but when he was put in front of her, the fiery squad of her friends, and I don't think that Sabrina did a good job of getting the fiery, you know, getting her friends under, getting them clear on what Sean was saying. I felt like she set him up for failure. I don't think she intentionally did it. I just don't think that she did a good job of explaining the whole comment about, you know, I don't want to start dating Sabrina now and then break her heart down the road. I'm trying to be upfront and honest with what I want, uh, as opposed to just, you know, moving forward and emotions and feelings get involved. And so he talks about that on stage again, but he definitely was like, you know, that whole meeting the friends thing was not cool for him. He didn't like it. And when, you know, it was time for him to be eliminated because to see it was the one who did the elimination. He was like, okay, hallelujah. I'm glad. I don't want to be here. I don't like the way this process is working. And I, you know, feel like I should move at my own pace. Now, Sean, Sean feels like for him to get to know someone, he has his own pace versus the pace of the show. I'm trying to understand what is it that he didn't understand about how this show works. Because it's only going to be filmed for a certain amount of time. So the pace that he's talking about and on top of that he's he comes in later on in the season so you really are behind the eight ball but um he was asked about 
you know, whether, you know, uh, 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 did Sabrina apologize? And he said, well, yeah, you know, as we were leaving out, she said she was sorry. And then Sabrina did apologize on stage again. Um, I don't remember the hostess name, uh, Tracy, or I don't remember her name, but Tommy wasn't there. I should note that Tommy wasn't there. Uh, Tommy has COVID, so he couldn't be there. And another person wasn't there, Shiloh. Now, it wasn't explained at the reunion because it was just brought up. The host, she brought it up, just said that Shiloh wouldn't be there. My initial thought was, okay, maybe she's going to come out for part two. But no, she just was not there. I have watched a few other interviews and a few other reviews of the part one of the reunion. And it's not clear, at least the cast is saying, the ones that I've listened to have said, they don't really know the answer. I was just watching um, Tyrone is on um, this uh, podcast called Little Black Book 91. It is on YouTube. And Tyrone's thing is, I have no idea. You know, I've heard different things, um, but I don't know if any of that is true, you know. And Carrie was also part of that, um, you know, um, panel review. And Kara's like, look, I don't know. I was told, or I was, you know, someone said to me that she was told not to show up. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, it's it's a mystery. Now, here's my personal perception. I think that um, it's a couple of things. One thing about reality TV shows and reunions is that in your contract, you're supposed to be at the reunion or you'll be penalized financially. Like they will however much money or whatever stipend, you'll get penalized and, you know, you did sign a contract, blah, blah, blah. So she was told not to show up. If that's true, that means that someone in production or the network or something has made a point to make sure that she's not there. Why would you do that? Now, is there a lawsuit going on? I'm not saying it is, but it makes me wonder, is there some legal situation happening where it's better that she doesn't show up because she's, is she filing like a, a, a lawsuit? It's a question. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but it makes me wonder if there's any kind of legal action being taken on her part. I, I don't know. Now that's one option. The other option is um, the embarrassment. And she just didn't want to be there because She's had time to reflect and maybe she's embarrassed. Again, it's a reach. Um, I don't know, but Shiloh's not there. We then get to talk to, so we're going so to exclude that. So then we can move on to uh, Sydney and Phil. They uh, are smitten with each other. Hostess asked if they were exclusive and they said they are. I didn't think they would still be dating, but I have seen some social media postings and some Instagram postings and they, you know, they've been hanging out. They are doing great. Good for them. So let's kind of get over here towards, uh, they did spend a lot of time on Cornelius and Camille. Oh, well, I'm gonna start with Cornelius outfit. It was horrendous. <laughs> This whole situation is just this. Cornelius is, you know, saying that, again, he is not being strong. There's no stronghold against 
him and, you know, him and Camille are still together and everything, you know, they're working through things. And, and they bring up Camille's disrespectful behavior. Like, dude, are you not seeing the same thing we're seeing? And the one thing they brought up was what she said at the dinner table about if anybody were to put my man in the bottom, I'm going to F them up. Now, I saw an interview with Cornelius where he said, oh, you know, I think that was a voiceover. Like, that wasn't no voiceover. That's her saying that. They played that clip twice. And everybody was like, we can see that that's, how are you, you're sitting at the table. You didn't hear that? And then during that same clip, you hear Aisha saying, wait a minute, now she's going to threaten us about if her man get placed in the bottom, now she's going to F us up. So even Aisha repeated it because she's trying to understand why is it that Cornelius and, and Camille don't seem to be working in this process. Like they're, they're, if they found each other, she said, that's a good thing, but they're not trying to get to know anybody else. And that's part of the process. And she's explaining it. And they're, they being Zadia and Camille are not trying to hear it. Zadia was like, you know, oh, because you don't have anyone, you, you sound kind of haterish. And that's when we get the whole thing with uh, the back and forth. So we're, we, we, we are looking at this and we're questioning disrespectful and bad behavior. And we got Sabrina chiming in saying, look, girl, what that was out of order, period. That's not how you handle things. And Aisha's like, I, you know, it, it's not something that I made up. That's something that actually happened. I don't think there's, there definitely lacks a maturity on Camille's part. I don't think she deals with conflict well. I don't think she's, I clearly see the uh, 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 possessiveness. And then the word aggressive came up more than once. And, you know, when it comes to black women, saying that black women are aggressive is a true word. Not supposed to even say that. Here's what I'm going to say. If the woman is being aggressive and her behavior is such that she's being aggressive, that's what it is. Okay. Um, it just made no sense. And Cornelius wasn't doing a good job of explaining away Camille's behavior. He seems to be fine with that. And that's I, I, all I can say is, you know, you got other women, you got Sabrina chiming in, you had Aisha chiming in, you had uh, at one point Sydney said something. These women are looking at the bad behavior. Even the host is like, girl, what's, what's, what's really happening here? Camille is on this whole, I'm fine, and there's nothing wrong with me, and it is what it is. Okay, girl. I was so tired of the whole segment about Camille and Cornelius. Cornelius, now here's something else I had heard. Now, I don't know how true it is. We've heard what Cornelius has said about how you know, when he saw her walk at the, you know, when they, the episode one, when she came to the mansion, how he saw her, he was just so taken by her beauty and all of that. I've heard other rumors that said that they were already a couple before they got on the show. That's what I heard. And I'm leaning towards that as possibly being more of a truth because he was way too forgiving and understanding for someone that he's trying to get to know. It was too many red flags. In our opinion, Tommy brought it up during the regular season, said, don't you see the red flags? He didn't see it. Okay, cool. All right. So let's get to Frank and Mumin. I thought this could possibly be a connection. Frank had, you know, the choice between Sydney and Mumin. 
Now, him and Sydney, they have both said they are a lot alike. Um, I think because of their so much in common that it wasn't enough to spark an interest, you know, because they, they're too much alike. That's what I kind of gathered from that, from Frank's comment. So Frank chose Mumin. Honey, we find out that Frank has, has ghosted Mumin. He ain't tried to do anything with Mumin. He hasn't tried to garner a relationship or any of that. And we're like, what happened? Like, why would that? You know, Mumin was like, yeah, I didn't hear from you. You just disappeared. And Frank going on about he had to really, you know, slow things down. And Mumin said, it wasn't a slowdown. It was a full stop because I have not even heard from you. I, I don't, you know, Frank is like, oh, well, this process was, it was going really fast for him. And he has to take, he, he, he needs to slow down and reevaluate things. And honey, he talked a really good game. The hostess is trying to get a bit, uh, uh, trying to really nail an answer. And he never really gave a, a concrete answer. So here's what I'm thinking with Frank. I'm wondering, I'm just wondering, not saying it's true. Was Frank already dating somebody else? Then we got the issue that came up about race. There was there were people that were saying in the, uh, um, that Frank doesn't do well dating black women. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. I, I, I just don't know. But what I do know is this. He full of crap. And I just was disappointed in the way he he just... Now, this is called just stringing someone along because he strung this girl along. I don't know. But, you know, Frank was like, you know, he just needed more time. Okay. All right, cool. Then we get into um, this whole conversation about Naeem and Zadia. And we, again, talking about bad behavior because that took up most of the first part of the reunion was this whole thing about bad behavior and being disrespectful. Naeem jumps up and he goes, you know, these ladies are, 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 a lot of these women are jealous because the men had Zadia, eight out of nine men had Zadia in the top and they're all jealous and that's why they're attacking her. First of all, it wasn't about, first of all, the question wasn't even directed to Zadia. We're talking about the bad behavior that Camille was displaying. And secondly, how would the women know that how the men were voting in the men's lounge? Now, clearly someone's been talking to somebody, but all the women that was, they said, we didn't even know anything about that. It just, it, it made no sense. And like that argument was, and he was not going to back down. Finally, Sydney says, well, one of you guys check him. And he gets annoyed when he says something back to Sydney. Sydney's like, this is why he needs a piece, referencing Real Housewives of Atlanta. I felt as though if Tommy was there, he could have easily, Tommy would have de-escalated the situation because he would have checked Naeem. Naeem going back and forth with some of the ladies, such as Sydney, such as Sabrina, such as Aisha. And it was just out of order. Like, why are you arguing with these women? You trying to protect Zadia, right now we're not even on Zadia at the moment. And yet you feel the need to protect Zadia because Zadia and Camille are such good friends. I, it was real off-putting. It was real like, wh what are we doing? Wh where are we going with this? And a lot of the women felt as though 
the somebody one of the men should have at least said hey man pipe down you got you out of order bring it down some i mean i i can get i understand why i don't know if that would have helped the situation i don't know if frank could have interjected and test and say something to naeem without it turning into something else i'm not sure i think the only person that possibly could have gotten any type of or, or or garnered respect would have been Tommy. That's just what I feel. But anyway, um, to see we see to see a run off stage because she said things is getting too ratchet and ghetto for her. Find out we come to find out that her mom's in the hospital, so she's already upset and she's on edge. So I don't know why she's even there because she could have said, "Look, I gotta go. I gotta be at the hospital with my mom." But again, back to this obligation to uh, that you have to meet for this reality TV show. This is why, again, I'm saying, mm, if if it's true that Shiloh was asked to not be there tonight, it sounds like some legal situation to me. I could be wrong, but that's what it sounds like. So anyway, that is my review. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.